Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff coming to you live from the Middlecoff Studios, recording a little thing we like to call the Three and Out Podcast. Back again, Thursday, August 13th, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It is hot here. It is about 100 degrees, and if you Google the weather for tomorrow, where I live in Walnut Creek, it's supposed to be 107 the Sacramento area where my mom lives is about to be about 110. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be hot in Northern California for the next couple days. Luckily, I'm a warm-blooded animal and I love the heat. Hate the cold, love the heat. So let's get it on. Maybe have to play a little golf, sweat it out. Uh, got a lot going on football-wise. We had some major signings today. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. And I think they fall under something that I say all the time, a, a mantra in the way I live life. I watched Hard Knocks, though, as I saw Pro Football Talk uh, reported. Only like over a little over 200,000 people watch Hard Knocks. Typically, like last year, the first episode with the Raiders and Gruden was like 750,000. So not very many people watched, but I, I enjoyed it. And I just wrote down some things that I noticed uh, with McVay, with, with Anthony Lynn, Jalen Ramsey, Bosa, that I, I wanted to hit on. Again, if you like football... It's just an easy watch. It's probably not going to be as crazy of a season, but I think there's enough star power in this season to like hold this over. And you know, part of it is just I think a huge reason that limited viewers just Corona. People's habits are off. No preseason games doesn't help. There's no buildup. 
just weird times we're living in. So it's just the nature of the beast. Sean McDermott got a big extension. Uh, Seattle cut an undrafted free agent for trying to sneak in a chick who was dressed as a player to his room. What a moron. So we'll get into that. And then, of course, the Middlecoff mailbag, at John Middlecoff, is the Instagram handle. Fire in those DMs. Leave any question you want. We'll answer those at the end of the show like we do every single podcast. Pretty easy. Also, for those of you that listen on Collins feed, subscribe to the pod three and out uh, on iTunes. Also, I'd greatly appreciate leave a review. I know a lot of you have, and I, I tip my hat to you. Again, Middlecoff Mailbag, Instagram, at John Middlecoff is the handle. It's just my name. And leave a question if you want. You don't have to. Just or follow it. I don't care. You can do whatever you want. But let's start with this. George Kittle got paid today. And Travis Kelsey about less than an hour later got paid too. And I have a mantra. I, I think I stole it from somewhere. A motto. Uh, just something that I believe in when it comes to sports. I have no problem paying a premium for premium players. Now that doesn't always mean, you know, you're going to win championships. Right? Whenever Deshaun Watson eventually gets paid, he will not make Mahomes money. But he's a premium player. Like, listen, I, I don't enjoy watching James Harden that much, even though I acknowledge he is a fantastic player. I got no problem maxing out James Harden. He's a premium player. Mookie Betts, maxed out. Got no problem. But I've been watching Jeff Samarja for the last five years. And listen, I like Jeff Samarja the guy. He's my type guy. He is a terrible baseball player. And the Giants gave him $90 million, and he gets shelled every single time he pitches. And it's been a disaster. It's been one of the worst contracts probably in franchise history, beside Barry Zito, and the difference is Barry Zito actually won some World Series games. And you see it all the time in sports. Like, when Ndamukong Sue got $60 million, Ndamukong Sue was a good player. He wasn't an elite player. He wasn't Aaron Donald. You notice why the Bears, and definitely the Rams, and now the Chargers that paid premiums for their players, they don't even think twice. Because when you have an elite player, you can afford to pay him elite money. Now, there's a chance they get hurt. That's the nature of sports. You can tear your Achilles running down a basketball court. You know, you can rip your shoulder bench pressing, let alone playing all these sports. People get hurt in sports. It's just part of the deal, right? You drive long enough, you're going to get into a car accident. It's unavoidable. A lot of stuff's out of your control. Think how many guys in football get hurt when it wasn't even them, right? Someone rolls into their ankle, someone hits them. It's not always like a guy making a cut. Sometimes it's someone doing something to you. Remember uh, John Carlos Stanton when he wore that thing in front of his face forever? He got a baseball that hit him in the face, shattered his face. He, it wasn't him, but it happened. And he missed a bunch of games and, you know, changed the season. It's part of the deal. But when you get George Kittle, and, and listen, at the end of the day, the tight end market, even even today, with George Kittle getting $40 million guaranteed, is outrageously lowly, low-valued. Like, listen, for those of you that trade stocks, tech stocks now kill it, right? Any tech stock is just from Apple to Netflix to AMD that makes chips is, is on the rise right now to any, any company that's directly tied to technology is having some success right now. Revolve, keep, keep an eye on that, RVLV. It's a company that just sells women's clothing. A uh, girl I'm dating uses it all the time. I've been like, God, I, I should invest in this stock. It was really cheap. They just had record earnings. 
So if your business is based on technology, you're going to crush. It's a BP fastball right now. Well, if you get a star tight end, do you know the best part about having a star tight end? They don't cost that much money. Like, everyone wants a star defensive end. Of course you do. The problem is, and listen, I don't mind doing it, but when Joey Bosa's do a new contract, you have to pay him $102 million. Basically quarterback money. Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, that's what these guys cost. It's like, geez Louise. George Kittle got $62 million less in guaranteed money than Joey Bosa. And George Kittle is, I, I used to throw this out pretty liberally, easily the best player. Nick Bosa's pretty damn good too. But George Kittle's the best player on the 49ers. The 49ers just went 15-3 and and won the NFC pretty easily. Now, they didn't actually get the one seed very easily. Their games against Seattle were pretty hardly contested. But in terms of their two playoff games, they kicked the shit out of the Vikings. They destroyed the Packers and had a 10-point lead in the, in the Super Bowl. And their best player is George Kittle. And what he cost when he was doing a new contract was $40 million. And then Travis Kelsey, who was under contract from a deal that he signed like four years ago, who has easily established himself as a Hall of Famer. I think in sixteen or in 17 and 18, he had catches in the 80s. These last two years, he's combined for 200 catches. I think it was 103 and then 97. And he, you know, if it wasn't for Mahomes, you know, you could flip a coin who's more important, him or him or Tyree Kill to the offense. I Listen, I, all I know is Kelsey's got 200 catches the last two years. Now he has a Super Bowl. He's been a five-time Pro Bowler, a four-time All-Pro. Like, the dude's going to the Hall of Fame. And his extension cost them $28 million extension. Can you imagine if the Rams were like, hey, Jalen. And we'll get into Jalen a little bit later later for Hard Knocks. You know, we're, we're interested in doing an extension. How does a $30 million guaranteed sound? He, 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 I don't even know what he'd say. They gave him $28 million. Travis Kelsey's like the peak of his powers right now. George Kittle, who literally is in the peak of his powers, is younger, a more complete player, but Travis has proven to be more dominant in the passing game in the sense that they can just lean on him. Now, George can too. It's just, they're kind of different, but they technically play the same position. But the reality is, what it costs to get these two guys, so 28 for for Kelsey, 40, and I'm just talking guaranteed dollars. You can give me the, the overall money, but we know in football, it doesn't ever matter. Because the moment you slip and I can get out of it, I do. It was one of the big benefits now looking back what the Patriots did with Gronk. He was always way cheaper than most premium players. Because most premium players, if they play a premium position, Larry Fitzgerald got $50 million back in 2011. Amari Cooper this offseason got $60 million. And listen, I like Amari Cooper, but am I paying him top of the market money? Now, technically, he didn't even get top of the market money, but it's crazy what a good value is right now for these tight ends. Now, I was thinking about this today before I hopped on here. I don't know how many more. Like, the tight ends are going to be different moving forward. Think about where the good tight ends have come out of lately. Alabama, who, you know, spread it out more, but they still want to pound the rock. And Iowa, kind of more of a pro style. You know, even Mark Andrews that has turned into a really good tight end, was he was a mid-round pick. I think he was a fourth-rounder coming from a spread offense. It's a little harder to evaluate some of the spread offense tight ends. Because at the end of the day, you're going to need to supplement that with a backup tight end who can block. And what makes Kittle such a great value is even if he diminishes a little bit, if he gets you know dinged up, he's not quite as fast in three or four years, he's such a good blocker like Gronk, his value is still there. He can still do other things. That was the problem with the Rams when they signed Gurley. The moment he fell off a cliff, they couldn't, they couldn't keep him in the game. 
He couldn't function. The irony is he actually had 14 touchdowns last year, but we all talk about Gurley like a scrub. But clearly they regretted that contract. Like, my biggest issue with the Rams is, and you watch them in hard knocks, like, they're pretty well run. Sean McVay's really high level. They got good players. They signed two contracts that were devastating because they paid premiums for non-premiums. Now, Gurley at the time was a premium player. It just backfired because his knee is all messed up. And Brandon Cooks never was. Like, you can't pay guys like Brandon Cooks. Think, like, no one in their right mind would take Kittle or Kelsey and trade them straight up for Brandon Cooks. And those guys cost way less. Technically, Kittle now makes the same as Brandon Cooks per year, but Cooks got that deal two years ago. And, you know, we're talking about these markets getting blown up. I also think there are outliers in markets. Patrick Mahomes is an outlier. Like, no one's getting that contract for the foreseeable future. Even even George Kittle, like, who's the next tight end who's sniffing George Kittle's contract? It's not happening. And this is also the great part about the NFL. When I want to keep players... I can. I don't ever have to trade the players that are really good that I want to keep. In the NBA, you're constantly trading guys, even when you're winning. Like, we understand when Jalen Ramsey or Jamal Adams demand a trade, right? Their team sucks. It gets weird. Like, it sucks, but even their fans get it. Like, we're not winning whatever. But in basketball, it happens all the time with winning franchises. It's like, wait, Kyrie's demanding a trade? He's playing with LeBron. Now, there's obviously more going on. It's like Russell Westbrook. And Paul George, or you know, it's just, it happens with teams that go to the playoffs. In football, when you win, guys are usually happy, and they'll get taken care of, and they'll stay. And teams always have the ability to keep them. That's why we get built-in good rivalries. The, the NFL, which has always kind of been like this, kind of feels like the NBA was in the 90s. Players stay, you build big brands, you get legit rivalries. There becomes, like, kind of hate between teams, and it's genuine and you get to watch the same players go up against the same players for a long period of time. And it's fun. And that builds equity in us, the fans. Because that's essentially that's all I am now. Just I just get to talk about it, and, and it's my job too. But it, I started as a fan, and I'm much closer to a fan now than, than I, I, I was when I worked in the NFL. Because when I worked in the NFL, I, I really just cared about one team. Now I re-care about most of the league. Because I know i got to talk about it. And I enjoy it. So, and I, and I guess, like, I did care about most of the league when I worked in the NFL. Like, I clearly kept tabs on it. But I cared, I, the only thing that really matters was we win or lose and were we getting good players. Because that's how the, going into work every day that mattered. Now I go into work every day, I want to see cool things happen. Like, I like it when a story about a player sneaking in a girl and getting in trouble. That's funny. Now, we would have laughed about that in the NFL too, but, you know, it, I, I think there was a lot of talk and, and there have been some rumors, and I know Mike Tannenbaum tweeted like a couple weeks ago that the new holdouts were going to be hold-ins, and George Kittle, we don't know, and maybe he'll say this during his press conference, padded practices are going to start in the next couple days. Would he have Would he have participated in that? Uh, maybe not, because it wouldn't have been worth it for him to do that until he got his new contract. And I always think with players, I never have a problem with elite players holding out when it's justified to do. And you're going to eventually... Like, George Kittle was going to get paid, whether the Niners paid him or whether he forced a trade. Like, I got no problem with the elite guys doing it. My issue always with Le'Veon Bell, who was an elite player at the time, was, bro, they're not going to pay you. And the, and the franchise tag was enormous. Just take that money. It's huge. That, that was my only issue. Like, I understood where he was coming from. 
Like I, I'm cool with the Khalil Max and Aaron Donalds holding out. I, I, I am pro because they're on the right side of the business there. Like they deserve to be paid the most, and it's not worth them to risk it in the sport of football because at any moment you can shatter a leg where you're never the same because it's such a physical sport. And a lot of these guys we're talking about play physical positions that piles and people getting rolled up on. Same thing with George. But you got to know your market. You got to know your value. And I think a lot of these players, the elite guys, like not everyone's equal, but there's a a small group of players, non-quarterbacks in the elite tier. And we've seen several of them moved. Khalil, Jalen Ramsey, Jamal, like these guys are going to get huge money. So they they played their cards. They could be aggressive like NBA players. But if you're not in that top tier and you play it in the league, you get laughed at. That, that's probably the biggest difference between football and the other two sports with like the second tier players. that They can't force their way because the, the, the market's just a lot different. But George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, you pay a premium for a premium. It's why the Chiefs are going to be good for a long time and, and the Niners – you know, should be, you know, a team to be reckoned with for the near future in the NFC. Okay, let's get into Hard Knocks. And if you haven't watched it, understand, not seeing the television ratings, not that many people watch it. Though, football-heavy podcast, you listen to this podcast, you probably like the NFL. Plus, younger people listen to this podcast, we stream. I watched it on my iPad on HBO Max. My, my overall take after I finished the episode, because... Sometimes, I know for me on the West Coast, I guess it comes out on this time for everybody. It comes at 10 o'clock at night. And sometimes on like a Tuesday, especially if I had a big weekend, like I go to bed early sometimes. But for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, I grabbed my iPad. I was actually falling asleep at like in, at like 9.55. But I'm like, I'll just check out the first 10 minutes. And I ended up watching the whole thing. When it ended, I was like, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was good. And I kind of took, I actually didn't, I'm not going to give myself credit like I took notes in bed. But I made some mental notes. And the number one thing that stood out to me, and this got reported, I think, over this last week, maybe the last, like, 10 days, that ESPN had made a run at Sean McVay. Now, he's under contract, and why would he leave being a head coach in the NFL to go be the ESPN Monday Night Broadcast, especially at 34? Like, he can become a lead broadcaster whenever he wants. Now, he turned it down, and he got a contract extension, I think, last year. He makes big money, and if you saw his house, he's got a sweet pad. I don't know where exactly in L.A., but overlooks, I mean, it's got a sweet view, pool, uh, you know, babe fiance. He's, he's got a good life. But I, Sean McVay is a special character. You know, and every once in a while, you just get special characters in the league. And they just stand out, right, at coach. And I think we've seen it over the years. Like Mike Tomlin, Bill Parcells. Belichick's a special character because he's so good. But he's not like some big personality. We think Belichick is great because... He's kicking the shit out of everybody. But, like, to me, John Gruden had just a magnetic personality. It just drew you to him. And I think Gruden and everyone makes the parallels to Sean McVay. And I do think there are some. You know, just their passion, their just love of football. I mean, they're football nerds. Now, anyone who's been around a coach, I mean a real coach, this could be high school, this could be college, or this could be the NFL. Because I know a lot of high school coaches that eat, breathe, and sleep it. Just like I know a lot of college coaches that do it. Just like NFL. I mean, been around Coach Reed, Sean McDermott, Matt Nagy. They're football nerds. Like football, they're just geeks about football. And you see that with Sean. You see that with John Gruden. You saw that. You see that with Belichick. Now, he's not as crazy about it. But you just, they're just likable. And the thing about Sean uh, McVay 
I think a little bit like Mike Tomlin and like Gruden, they're perfect for the cameras, man. They just, they're just made for TV. Now, I think Sean McVay is a pretty damn good coach. Uh, I think his team this year, given how hard it's going to be in the division, we'll see these next couple years. Like, can he keep going to the playoffs? I think Jared Goff, probably a little underrated at this point. He'll be fine. They should be able to, you know, compete to get like the 7 6 wild card spot. But if he started losing, who knows? Maybe he'd be over it. Because the thing is, he could just stay living in LA and be, you know, a main broadcaster making huge money if he ever wanted to do that. Now, I think he's too good of a coach. I don't think he's going anywhere. Plus, he's really young. I thought he was fantastic. Anthony Lynn. I don't think he listened to this podcast because if he did, years ago, he would have heard me talking about him and probably turned it off and probably hate me. If he's listening or anyone's listening that knows him or works for the Chargers, I apologize. He's a really, really likable guy. He actually came off, I don't know what I thought he was like, but I was impressed. I, I th- I've called him a meathead before. I, I, I thought Anthony Lynn was really impressive. Easy to see why the players really like him. Easy to see why just people around the league respect him. He's organized. He's on his stuff. Uh, he, he just He's just an impressive guy. It, it was like, you, you get it. You, you see it. Like we, We've seen slappy head coaches on this. We've seen impressive head coaches, right? We've seen just characters on the show over the years. I just think Anthony Lynn was solid. I, I was impressed after I watched an episode. Go, I, I get it. I understand why guys like him. Now, I don't know. He's probably more of a figurehead, you know, even though despite being an offensive coach, you know, he has no C, he has a DC. He's not, he's just, he's kind of the guy leading the charge. You know, I, I like my head coach to be the guy calling the plays, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan. You can say, well, Belichick doesn't... Yeah, Belichick knows every play that's getting called that goes through the headset. He get any moment can chime in. Now, I'm not saying Anthony Lynn doesn't necessarily... He probably knows on offense, doesn't know on defense, but Chargers were actually... I mean, they're a fun team to watch on the hard knocks. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's crazy, but I kind of like it. Like, you know, when he flipped out on the media for asking about his contract, I actually thought his freakout was fair. He said, I'm not worried about it. Like, he's not going to say anything else. He understands. And I was told this two, two years ago when they traded for him, or they traded for him last year. I said, well, do they have to pay him after this year? How are they going to afford to do that? He told them he was okay playing out the five years. Why? Because he knows he's an elite guy, like all the guys we mentioned earlier, the, the Khalils, the you know Aaron Donalds, the George Kittles. He knows he's going to get elite money. Elite whether the Rams pay him or someone else pays him, he's going to get broken off. And if he can make it to his after the fifth year and make it healthy, which is a risk, he's going to get, I don't know, $80, $90 million from the, from the Rams. It's going to be stupid how much money Jalen Ramsey got, gets. I like that he's kind of angry and edgy. Like, you, you don't need everyone. You notice with Aaron Donald, he's not Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky. Like, I don't need everyone to be a choir boy. I kind of like some guys to be pissed off every day. You know, I, I, I've tried to become a happier person, but sometimes, you know, when, when I get edgy, I feel like I get a little more aggressive, and I, I enjoy Jalen Ramsey. Now, I, I think you need things to be going well. Like, when your team is just solid, he'll be fine. I don't know if you love him when things are down, because he's, he's pretty loud. Like, the one thing with Aaron Donald, he's pretty quiet. He just shows up, kicks ass, goes home. Aaron Donald's a badass. The Bosa brothers. And I learned this just, I got Nick in my backyard. And watching the show about Joey, I don't really know what I thought they were. 
but they are way more impressive guys than I thought. Maybe it's because they're understated and they kind of got this rep, especially Joey used to run with Zeke in college, you know, had some question marks coming out for being this party guy. I don't want to say a slap, but just being a guy that a great player, but who knows, was kind of a risky, you know, could could he be a trouble guy? You know, going to L.A., would that be a good fit? You watch him, just the way he was around his coaches, when he started crying about telling his dad, and I've just seen the way Knicks conduct himself around here. Pretty impressive family. I, I'm not talking about on the field. They're both elite players. But they are, like, you see why the teams really like them. And they get along with everybody. They're perfect fits, you know, in their organization. Remember when Nick was first drafted and he had some Donald Trump tweets and San Francisco media was like, how are you going to fit in? It's like, guys, the locker room is not Twitter. People just get along with other people. We don't all define ourselves by what we say about a politician. You know, most people up until social media in these last like three or four years, most people didn't give a shit. And I, I just find the Bosa's really likable as a family and definitely absolute ass kickers. And, and Joey, you know, when you think about it, the only guy really to get in trouble out of the group, Michael Thomas been a badass, no issues. Zeke was the only one that, and I think Joey was kind of with him, but Joey's been a non-issue. Zeke had some issues early on in his career. Looks like he's got it figured out. But, damn, Ohio State produces some dues. That's for damn sure. I, I, I enjoyed Hard Knocks. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I I just saw, within the last 24 hours, friend of the program, actually shot him a text earlier today. Hasn't responded, but do have his number. Sean McDermott came on the pod during uh, during training or not training camp the the Indianapolis Combine, which holy moly feels like seventeen years ago. Got a big contract extension, and, and I was thinking about this because a lot of times, like when you sign a Belichick, you know Phil Jackson, it's just such a no brainer. But most coaches sign you know, decent-sized contracts before you really know if they're a championship coach. And it's fair to say that you're usually and typically going to sign a guy to an extension just if he wins a little bit, right? Doesn't necessarily have to win a Super Bowl. And I I was thinking about relationships. Like, think how much more you learn about someone after you get married. Because typically, for the most part, once you get married, then you have children, now, I don't have children, but I was raised by parents who were married, that me and my brother, and I saw how difficult it is, right, to raise children, what you have to go through, the sacrifices you have to make for the kids, let alone, and I'm just, I, I'm dating someone right now, understand, like, there are, there's a learning process of what you go through and the growth that you go through with someone as you, you, you go through things, right, and different experiences together. But you also learn about people as you do things with them and go, God, I I really like this person. That person's really impressive, how she treats my friends, how she treats my mother, and vice versa. I'm sure you're getting judged the same way. And oftentimes with coaches, you can learn a lot about a guy before you even win. Like you can sense it with the way the guy acts, the way the guy treats people in the building, the way the guy runs his football operation, uh, how much different he was, like in relationships to prior coaches. You're like, God, she's way cooler than 
The last two chicks I dated, that's for damn sure. Now, sometimes if it's Freddie Kitchens, the bar can be really low. Like, listen, we've all been in some relationships we regret. But when you get around someone in the coaching profession, I think pretty quickly you know. Now, unlike a player where I can pay a player and he can be on a bad team, but if he still produces, he's still worthy of his contract. Because he's doing, especially if he's a if he's playing winning football, winning any sport, basketball, baseball, like Mike Trout, does everything humanly possible he can to win. He's worth every penny he makes. Now, he'd be worth more on a good team because he would impact winning, but he does everything possible. The Angels would be terrible without him. And I think sometimes in coaching, and I saw it with Kyle Shanahan, like, he was really good the first two years, despite the record not being good. You could tell. Now, Sean McDermott has now made the playoffs two times in three years, and the bar for the Bills is really low. But I, I think sometimes in the day and age we live in, that just like making the playoffs, like you got to win championships. Like if you make the playoffs every year, do you know as a coach how financially viable you are to your owner? How much money he will make the Poligulas if he just keeps on making the playoffs? You know how valuable Andy Reid was to Jeffrey Lurie? Or even before Patrick Mahomes showed up, when he was just winning consistently, making the playoffs every year, winning double-digit games, doing huge local television ratings for the Chiefs and Clark Hunt, stadium sold out, merchandise flying. Now, the goal is to win. And everyone would like to be the Patriots. Make nine Super Bowls in two decades, win three in the last six years. But it's okay to go to the playoffs every year. Like, what Mike McCarthy meant to the Packers was a lot of cash. And a lot of money. And a lot of success. And he was worth the contract extensions they gave him. And Sean McDermott right now, and I know him personally, is a really, really impressive guy. And the crazy thing about the coaching profession is my first year in Philly, we got we, he got fired. He got fired. We had made the playoffs and hosted a playoff game. And Sean McDermott got fired. Now, about a decade later, he just got a contract extension as a head coach. So, you know, listen, I've been fired a couple times. I got fired by the Eagles. It never, like, it's crazy on some of your lowest moments how if you're really good and really focused, even if you're not that good, if you're just determined to not fail, what's the number one predictor of success in America? It's not intelligence. It's not talent. It's grit. And the one thing when I was around Sean McDermott, now he's a really smart guy, but he is a grinder. I mean, a disciplined grinder. And for being like a skinny, bald guy, he a former wrestler. Uh, I think he was college teammates with Mike Tomlin at William & Mary. He's just a tough guy and an overachiever. And do you know what I like my coaches to be? I kind of like them to be overachiever tough guys and just absolute grinders. So is he ever going to win a Super Bowl in Buffalo? Really his success, Josh Allen's going to have to be a great player. And if this year Josh Allen were to regress, they'd have a quarterback problem. Though I still think they could function because they're going to be good on defense and well-coached. But their immediate future is tied to Josh Allen. But we know Sean McDermott's a good coach. And to me, you just extend good coaches. Because we see when you get a bad coach, you know, uh, a guy that has no business being a head coach, how they look. And I'm not even talking about Freddie Kitchens or even uh, Jim Tom Sula or... Patricia, I'm just talking the middle of the road, guys. 
like a guy that should be a good head coach, but for whatever reason he's not. Norv Turner, Pat Shermer, guys that are like legit coordinators. You're like, why doesn't this work? It just it just doesn't work, right? Or college coaches like Shiano or Chip Kelly. You're like, God, this should, and it just doesn't work. It works with Sean. He's just, the Buffalo Bills have a legitimate coach. And if Bill Belichick ever retired, which who knows, he might not, uh, no life, he's a football guy, they would easily have the best coach in that division. And I think now they're, they, this guy's got to be good. And as Sean told me in training camp, that Josh Allen last year, everyone said he can't throw short and intermediate, and he improved dramatically in that area. And he said this year, obviously, the question is deep ball accuracy. Well, it's going to be huge, because what did they do? They traded for Diggs from Minnesota, who was one of the best deep ball threats in the league. So if, if they can figure that out, they're going to just be really good, because they are good. They're just a good team. But, like, you don't know how good of a mom and, you know, my listenership is mainly male, so I'll just use that example. She's going to be, and I've never had a mother. I don't have children. But, like, I think you can pretty much tell, like, yeah, this girl's going to be a good mom. Or, wow, I don't know if this is quite going to work. Just like, you know, I don't know if Sean McDermott's going to just rattle off playoff victories, but I got a pretty good idea he might, right? I'm pretty bullish on the guy. I think we've seen enough evidence that if Josh Allen turns into a player, they could be a powerhouse. And I'm betting on Sean McDermott, a little biased, but props to the Buffalo Bills for for knowing what they got. Okay, before we get into the mailbag, we just got a hit on this story. The Seattle Seahawks, uh, Kima Silverton, Silverland, I I don't even know how to say his name. I'd never heard of him. Uh, And I was like, did they draft this guy? Then I Googled it. He was an undrafted free agent, a corner, from Oklahoma State, fighting Mike Gundy's. He, in the last couple days... Tried to sneak in a female at training camp. I don't know if he met her in Seattle, what the deal is. But he tried to sneak her in. And she was dressed like a guy. Like she was on the team. So she must have been wearing some swag, some sweats. Maybe it was a girlfriend. And they got caught. And Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks and John Schneider immediately cut him. Now, on the most basic level, it's funny, right? Dude, there's one undefeated team in world history, and it's not an athletic team. Right, and this guy fell victim to it, and he lost, <laughs> and it cost him a job. It's funny, you know, sneaking someone in. It's just it's uh, something that listen. I, I've snuck out of my house many times growing up, so I, I'm pro pushing the envelope most times. But on a serious note, and again, kind of funny. The headline: It's a funny headline. Got caught sneaking in, lost his job. On a serious note, like I, I'm sorry. I don't think this guy could be any bigger of an idiot or a moron. Like, on the moron scale of 1 to 10, this guy's like a 20. In the middle of Corona, when these coaches, and you saw on Hard Knocks, and you just see in life how often this is being talked about, how serious this is, to one, just try to get through camp. And the NFL's done a really good job because they've taken it really seriously. I think they did a report. like They've actually done really well with the testing. That a guy who's an undrafted free agent. So if you're an undrafted free agent, this is the worst year in the history of the league to be an undrafted free agent. Typically, it's you actually sometimes rather be an undrafted free agent than like a six-round pick. This guy's an undrafted free agent. He's fighting for a roster spot. And he gets caught and he gets cut. It's... I can't even imagine... And I saw a lot of people tweeting 
Like this is because of Corona, there's being extra strict into that. This could happen in 2015 in, in the dorms or really the hotels, I guess, cause every team is just practicing from their facility. So it's just a rookie hotel where all the rookies are staying. You would have been cut for this, whether Corona was going on or not. I saw Jeff Schwartz tweet that and he's dead on like this. That's unacceptable. That, that would not fly in the middle of training camp. Like you have rules and you either follow them or you don't. Now, now listen, we all, you know, have needs in life, but if you can't suck it up for a month when you're trying to make an NFL team and you haven't even been around these guys, right? Cause there was no off season. They do not know you. The other thing during training camp and this year, because there's no film it's not like he got to put two preseason games worth of film. It's like, God, this guy could be pretty good. We're going to look past this. This is a time where teams have to trust players at probably higher levels than they ever have, given what's on the line and this virus. I don't see how. And listen, this is there have been much worse infractions of players, right? We've seen countless. Domestic violence, murder, I mean, drug trafficking. We've seen it all in the NFL. The NFL is a real-life playmaker show from ESPN back in the day. We've seen it all. But this has to be on the short list, given the times we're in, of one of the biggest idiots to ever get a chance in the NFL. I can't even overstate that. And I can't imagine that they said, what? He dressed her up like a dude on the team to try to get her past security? I, I, I would pay for the security footage of the security guard that works for the Seahawks and his reaction. Like, are you guys serious? Do you understand the profession that we're in? Like, you're not trying to pull this off at the normal insurance company where they got no clue. Like, these guys, the security team, is used to monitoring guys that make millions of dollars who are public figures and have done some stupid shit over the years. They've seen it all. The level of stupidity that this guy attempted to pull as a, as a guy with the least amount of leverage in the building. If Russell has the most of the 80 players at training camp, right? If Russell's number one, Bobby Wagner two, whatever, this guy would be borderline number 80. If all things are just equal and everyone's just a good guy. I don't see, even if some teams around the league had a decent draft grade on this player, like kind of liked him coming out and for whatever reason, even though the market already kind of spoke, like, bro, you did not get drafted. Like, I, I should have been drafted. No, you you weren't drafted. Every team passed on you countless times. Some teams, you know, 10 to 15 times passed on you. The league show, told you what they think about you. You're an undrafted free agent. Luckily in the NFL, that's not a death sentence. You can overcome that. You can become a really good player. You can become a starter in the NFL. You just blew... I, now, I'm not going to say in absolute, like he'll never get a chance. I'm pretty confident that no GM is messing with this guy. You can't trust him. He couldn't make it to the middle of August in Corona. Think about that. Couldn't make it in the middle of August because he wanted to get laid, which we all can relate to. I I understand that. But I think there are some times in life you got to suck it up. And in the middle of a pandemic, when you're trying to make the National Football League, you might need to just hold out for a month, right? And just just suck it up. And 
you know, use the iPad if you got to. But God, I mean, moron number one in the league right now, this cat from Oklahoma. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built... The boxes from scratch had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure 
your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, okay let's get into the uh, little thing we like to call the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff. It's an at symbol. And then just my name. And it's an Instagram handle. And the DM's wide open. Leave a question up in the, uh, in the DM's and you get them answered right here. Pretty easy. Very, very straightforward. Also, just got to reiterate... If you like the show and you listen on Colin's feed, subscribe on the Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts, the separate three and out podcast. That's this show. And it, it helps with selling and everything. Leave a review on Apple if you can. Greatly appreciate that. I know a lot of people have. Tip my hat to you again. I, I just, if you like the show, I would greatly appreciate you doing it. It doesn't take long. Full disclosure I recorded every part of the show except this about three and a half, four hours ago. Ended up doing some other work, went for a run, tried to get my fat ass in shape. It's hard during Corona. Made some dinner, watched some TV, and now I'm back here. It's about 8, 8.30 almost. And it's a great part about podcasting. You can kind of put the show together at your own pace. And I, I was actually just thinking when I was eating my little burrito that I made, pretty good actually, a little meat, some beans, and, and just tortilla, and put a little salsa on top, that, you know, when today when Kittle was signed, my first reaction was to look like, if Kittle just got $40 million, what is Travis Kelsey, who just won the Super Bowl, who's a back-to-back All-Pro, who's had 200 catches, what's his contract status? And it turns out that his con- like he had two years left on his deal. And I thought, this is probably going to be the last year at Kelsey on the team. And I thought earlier this season, or the offseason, like when we were in Indianapolis, even when I was at the Super Bowl and talking to Veach, I remember whenever these guys come on, you know, the first thing I say, listen, I'm not a journalist. I'm not here searching for the truth. I'm just trying to get a good interview with famous people, GMs, coaches, you know, players, whatever. I'm not here to kind of hit you with some secret question. Like, I got to ask, how much, how are the contract negotiations going on with Mahomes? Like, I, I just, we know, they're talking. He's not going to go anywhere. So, he's, you know, so I, I have no problem not prying in if they're gracious enough to come on the show. But it was, and I didn't even ask him. I just assumed, obviously, I'd never assume Mahomes was going to get a 10 year, $450 million deal. But we knew, and they were all talking, you know, when I was there at the Super Bowl, like Mahomes was going to get an astronomical amount of money. I, I just assumed it was going to be like $40 million a year, but like $200 million, right? Turns out it was way more. And then somehow, I, I always thought that Chris Jones was going to get tagged and traded, and they signed him. And then even looking at Kelsey today, my first response was like, this is probably going to be his last year. Then they're going to have to trade him. And somehow they signed him too. I mean, it's, it's, they won the Super Bowl, signed the best player in franchise history, Mahomes, and kept two of their next three best players. It's just crazy. I don't know, I don't know how Veach did that. I mean, Veach is a dynamic GM. He just really is. I, I know him. I mean, I've, I'm not just saying that. Like, if he sucked, I, I just wouldn't say it. But I, I wouldn't be talking about him. But it's pretty clear. Like He's just really good. Like, the 49ers, what they did with Kittle today, it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo makes like $22 million. They don't even have that. They can cut D. Ford and Richard Sherman's off the books next year if he doesn't resign. Like, 
They don't even have that much. It's They were just hassling over how much they were going to pay them. Like, I don't even know. I haven't even quite dove into all the numbers. I don't even understand it. How the Chiefs pulled this off? I mean, I don't even get it. But they did. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not, I'm not even trying to humble brag. I, I just text Andy at dinner. I was like, God, Veach is a, he is a dynamic GM. I mean, he, and his response was just very. I mean, he is. He's good. I mean, he, he's really, really good. There's just no way around it. And the Chiefs now are built. And Kelsey's game, because he's not some, like, huge, you know, him and Kittle are different. Kelsey's much more productive consistently in the passing game, though he's just asked to do that. If Kittle played for Coach Reed, and, I mean, Andy would have him blocked too because he's such a dominant blocker. They're, they're just different type players. But if you ask Kittle to play in the slot every every down, he'd get open with ease on guys. I mean, he can fly. Kittle's elite. They just need him to block more for the Niners because the running game is a huge part of what they do. And he's an elite blocker. But they're both elite players. I mean, Kelsey is a dominant player. And I, I just don't know how he kept them all. It's just, it's wild. Now, there's also an element of, and I think the Patriots have had this for a while, if you're an offensive player and you're playing for Patrick Mahomes, because Kelsey actually didn't get Kittle guaranteed money. And now, granted, it was an extension. And if you factor in the money, he's going to play these next two years. He's making like $9 million a year. It'll all add up to about the same. But, you know, I think sometimes if you think like Julian Edelman and McCordy and those guys did over the years and you go, well, when it's all said and done, I might not have the contract that some of these other cats have, but I'm going to have two or three rings. And one time I was texting with a famous player on DMs, and, I, and he brought up the point that, you know, what's crazy about the NFL is we don't really make any money in the playoffs. And this is a guy that's had a, played in a lot of playoff games. Now, he's made a lot of money as, a, as just a player, but he's like, it's kind of crazy. We, we don't get paid for the playoffs. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's kind of true. I mean, just thinking about it, it's, and it's just, no, even LeBron or any of these sports, you make all this money if you're making 20 30 even $10 million. And then once the playoffs start, you get like these $100,000, you know, dividends, basically. But my pushback was when you win in the playoffs, you can make money forever. And that's the Patriot example. Like McCourty, Edelman, Gronk. Those guys, yeah, they haven't made as much as some guys on the field, even Brady. But Brady's going to be printing cash till the day he dies. Edelman is going to be printing money in that Boston area and just everywhere. When he gets, here's three-time Super Bowl champ, Julian Edelman. Here's three-time Super Bowl champ, Devin McCourty. Here's one of the greatest tight ends of all time and three-time Super Bowl champ. We'll see if maybe they'll win it again this year. Rob Gronkowski. There's something to that. Here's, think about Travis Kelsey. Could he have made more if he had like made a stink and not signed this extension? But what if the Chiefs win two more Super Bowls in the next five years? Here's Travis Kelsey, two-time Super Bowl champion, and then seven-time Pro Bowler. I, I wouldn't have left Patrick Mahomes either. You know, I think, you know, you see this with the Niners. Like, if I played for Kyle Shanahan or I played for, uh, you know, Sean Payton, <clears throat> I wouldn't want to leave those guys. It just, you know where your bread's buttered. If I was, you know, working for Tim Cook or Elon Musk, I, I'd i want to ride it out too. You don't want to leave talented people in certain businesses. I mean, that's pretty clear there. For the bailback, if you saw the quotes from Ryan Day's teleconference, you could tell he was pissed and frustrated with the Big Ten. 
You think this ends up causing him to just say, screw it to college football and go get an NFL job? Uh, I actually saw him again today. I, I saw this get tweeted in my timeline. He's pretty measured. Uh, I, I would say this. Unless a job in the NFL is, a, you know, and I'm not saying he's some hot candidate right now because Lincoln, you'd still more proven than him. He's coached one year. Urban left him a loaded team. They were loaded against this year. I understand him being pissed off because and I may be wrong on this, but I've read some places that the Big Ten is going to have people at school. Like these schools are allowing intramurals. My whole issue with all this is just so arbitrary. You know, the based on science left a long time ago. We're just basing things on like what politicians and school presidents are just kind of pulling out of their ass and it changes state to state, place to place. And I get Ryan Day being mad on the simple fact he had a squad. I mean a squad. I, to me, they would have been the betting favorite to win it all. So anytime that you have a squad that's good, that is that good and it gets ripped away from you, I, I get being mad. I, I, I really do. And in his case, like the quarterback was probably going to, this is going to be this one year with Justin Fields. So that that's a big loss. Uh, but at the end of the day, think about this. If an NFL job has a star quarterback, it's better than every college job, right? You could put Russ if you if the Jaguars had Russell Wilson and offered Ryan Day the job, that job is better than Ohio State because you can win a Super Bowl if you have a top, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. It's, it's got to be elite guy. But if your job does not have a quarterback or a question mark at quarterback, it's not a better job than Ohio State, <laughs> like. You you could and you could push back, and I would imagine some Ohio State fans would be like, even the Jaguars with Russell Wilson, and that that might be a stretch. Like coaching at Ohio State, if you're good, is an NFL job. There are unlimited resources. You get as they do at Alabama. You don't recruit. You pick players. You draft. You know, twenty first rounders a year. Like how's Ryan Day? Unless like Pete Carroll retires next year and Seattle offered him, how would he find a better job? You think about most of these new coaches that get jobs. Besides, like, McCarthy, most of the jobs stink the last couple of years. Like, the Cardinals, the Giants, the Dolphins. I mean, uh, I just coach Ohio State. And they pay you six, seven, eight million dollars. You're a king in the town. I've never been to Columbus, but it's a, it's a big city. I mean, it's one of the biggest universities, right, in America, just the size, it, let alone the town's big. And you're number one. Like, to me, I'm a big fan of, and I'm a little jaded. I worked for one NFL team, and we were the number one thing in town, and that was badass. You know, I I, I can't imagine being some, like, it's probably the Chiefs. I, I know what the Niners, uh, the Patriots, right, the Steelers, the Packers. Like, there is a group, you know, I, I haven't been to every city, but it's, the Bears, I mean, are the Cubs bigger? You'd have to tell me from Chicago. It's probably a push if the Bears are good. But to me, it's a big deal to be a big deal in town. <laughs> like, you want to coach where football is king. That's why having a job in Alabama or Florida or the Dallas Cowboys is a big deal. You know? Like, is are the Houston Texans the biggest thing in Houston? Or is college football bigger than Houston? Like, is it are the Atlanta Falcons the biggest thing in Atlanta? Or is college football bigger? I think it's fair to say college football bigger. Like Tampa Bay. Like they got a good squad and Tom's there and this year's going to be cool. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are never going to be the biggest team in Florida. I mean, if the other three teams are good, they'll probably be the fourth. 
Florida State, Miami, and the University of Florida. So I, I, I just think it doesn't get much bigger in Ohio State. Hypothetically, couldn't teams from the Big Ten and Pac-12 just join the Big 12 and SEC for a year if they want to play in the fall and just have a couple super conferences and have them just play their already released schedule? Or could you see these teams refusing to play in the spring in the conferences that cancel so their players aren't playing 20 games in a nine-month window? Wondering how that's look if it's feasible. I don't see how they play in the spring. I, I, I know there are some things being floated around. I think Jeff Brom of Purdue, I didn't read his proposal. But I, I just don't think it's feasible to play two seasons in one year. Now, I, I saw Gottlieb tweet this, and he's right. There's always been spring football. And spring football had 15 practices and several scrimmages. The difference is, in a season, you practice, so let's say your normal week is, you practice Monday, you practice Tuesday, you practice Wednesday, Thursday's light, Friday's a walkthrough, Saturday you play. Now, at Fresno State, we practice slash ran on Sunday and and I guess got Monday off. So your typical week is Tuesday hard practice, Wednesday hard practice, Thursday ramping down but still pretty locked in, Friday walk through, Saturday play, Sunday like a workout slash just get your legs moving to get the you know stiffness, soreness out, Monday off. So that's a, like in the spring you have 15 total practices. I'm talking four practices in a game in one week. And lifting is a six day. So I, I, I don't see how you accomplish that in the spring. Because a game week is just intense. The game planning, the practices, working around school, the games at these campuses. I, 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 I don't see it happening. Uh, now that that's, uh, John, I hate the podcast, you ugly son of a bitch. With a winky emoji. Now that uh, that's out of the way, and in light of George Kittle signing his extension, would you please explain to the audience how signing bonuses in the NFL work? Thanks in advance. Well, I'd have to text a couple of my, my, my negotiating friends. Here's how, in, to my knowledge, it works. And I've been explained this several times, but when you don't talk about it all the time, you kind of forget the nuances of it. When you see the true guaranteed... So the $40 million for Kittle, that goes into escrow. George Kittle is getting that $40 million no matter what. The Niners have to have that within two weeks of signing. The way it's always been explained to me is a signing bonus. So the $18 million for George Kittle, for example, I think, you know, Bosa's was huge, gets paid in in two weeks of signing. So within two weeks of signing, he will get $18 million. And then that $40 million is essentially paid over the first, like I think, 24 months. I was about to say 12 months, but that feels crazy. Like In the NFL, the majority of your guaranteed money gets paid very, very early in the contract because it's in an escrow account. That's why it's kind of screwed up the way they do it. And the signing bonus is just the moment you sign, like George Kittle's going to have $18 million in the next two weeks. Hell, I don't. Logistically, he might have it next week. And then the way these, why the cap numbers always look weird, is because you can take the bonuses and amortize them over the course of the contract. That's why people don't mind giving big signing bonuses sometimes, 
because they can like push back some of the numbers, like eighteen million dollars, over like amortize it over whatever four or five years of his deal, which really for tight end is not that much money, right? I mean that it's a lot of money for a tight end, but just relative to like Joey Bosa's contract or uh, Patrick Mahomes type deal. So that's where that, that's why as, as a contract negotiator told me was it last year when Matt Ryan signed that deal for a hundred million dollars. He was like, Arthur Blank has to put $100 million in cash in, a, in an escrow account. And Matty Ice's signing bonus was massive. So was Rodgers. So, like, when Rodgers got that huge guaranteed contract, you have to, I mean, that's, that's what's a lot different. Like, when Clay Thompson signs with the Warriors for $190 million, you don't have to have the $190 million. You just pay him that year, 25 or 30 or whatever the number is, and you just go from there. In the NFL, like, that's where the guaranteed numbers are pretty big. Because it's freaking guaranteed. Now, it's essentially guaranteed, too, in the other sports. But you don't look at it in an escrow account. Do you think the NCAA Pac-12 will meet the players' demands? Halfway, partly, or not really at all? And if not, what does that mean for the Pac-12 moving forward? Star players transfers, lose recruits, thanks, Cade. Well, they're never going to get 50%. Uh, I, I think name, image, and likeness is inevitable. So, they, they, yeah, they'll they'll give them that. I think that, and I've explained this, and I think most people listening know, the, the football program pays for all the other sports. So, like, they want 50% of revenue. Well, hey, guys, you can't pretend to care about women's basketball and then say you want 50% of revenue because it finances that. And is that stupid? Yes, I agree. That shouldn't be the case. But that's the model. And you want a revenue share. You're not like a business partner in this. Right? Like, we got expenses here. And the expenses are all the athletic department. Now, we cut those because I would fire about half the, you know, assistant ADs in my department. Hell, I got no problem getting rid of most of the Olympic sports. That sounds cruel, but I'm a football guy. I mean, and I'm a business guy. I like my big business to profit from the... I, I got no problem giving the players a cut. Here's the problem, though, in football. So does, like... The backup guard get the same as the star wide receiver that's a first-round pick? How do you divvy up the revenue to your players? Is only a scholarship athlete allowed to get money? What about the walk-on? Is the is the Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel player allowed to get more? That's how it works in normal society. The more talented guys get paid more. Or do we got to be equal? Are we getting rid of women's sports? Would the Fed allow that? It's a federal law. Title IX. Fair or not, it exists. Are you planning to attend NFL games if fans are allowed in most stadiums? Do you have opinions on how things should be run? Pre-packaged food, no draft beers, plastic seat between fans. I've received email surveys from teams whose tickets I've purchased for the season. They're doing the best to accommodate the fans. NFL and NFLPA has the ability to get the season going. Just wondering your opinion on attending games. I'm down to wear a mask and comply with most things to attend. So far, I'm planning to see Drew Brees in his final season and Cam Newton begin the second half of his career. It's a hell of a question by, uh, by Seth. I would say I'm not going to attend an NFL game, not because I wouldn't, because we're not going to have fans in California. So I was about to say I got two teams. I mean, the Raiders are gone. Uh, the Niners will not have fans this year. So I, I'm not going to travel somewhere to go to a game. The Niners were having fans, and I could go to a game. I would sit in the stands. No problem. And like you, I'd wear my little mission mask. I wouldn't care. 
So I, I don't know. I saw Jerry say it. I was, I, I've thought about that before. It's crossed my mind. Like, you couldn't have concessions open. But sometimes I walk down the street. And in California, I mean, I, listen, I got no... You tell me to wear a mask in your, in your building. I put it on. I'll follow your rules. If I'm walking down the street by myself, I don't have it on. Now, if... Like I, but again, like I got antibodies. I'm, I ain't scared. I can't even pass the thing. But I never understand like people wearing the mask and then they sit down at a table outside and then take it off while people are just walking by. Like that's where I get with the arbitrary rules. None of them really make that much sense. So if you could have a quarter of the population, you, you wouldn't be able to fill it. So if you could have 50% fans, how do they choose? Like, so you bought a ticket. Why are you allowed to go and the guy next to you not? Like, I don't, that's where it gets complicated. Could you allow to bring your own food? We know the NFL wouldn't want to do that. Uh, I, I haven't really thought that deeply about it. My guess would be if there were only a quarter of the fans there, you wouldn't need all the concessions open anyway. Maybe they have three designated spots throughout the you know stadium that you could get a beer or food from and sit in your seat where it's like every other row or something. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I would attend the game, though. But you're talking to a guy that's not afraid of Corona in the slightest. Like I, I just I'm not. So I, I don't, I don't even think about it. To be honest with you, I mean the only reason I think about it is because of the restrictions that are on our life. But not like, like I went for a hike the other day, and this woman. I mean, I was in the middle of nowhere, and I saw her coming from a while away, and she just was hiking with the mask on. I was like, listen, I'm all, I get, I got no problem if you're scared. I understand it. Like, my mom's scared. She's also 72 and had cancer before. So, like, I get it. Like, she should be. This is her disease. So, she hot, she quarantines, as she should. It doesn't come out. Like, it's, this disease is for her. It's not for me, right? And this lady, who, you know, was probably in her early 40s, was like, you think the deer are going to have corona out here? Like, I mean, you think a bear's going to give it to you? What are you doing? But again, she walked by, gave her a little nod. I'm not, I'm not into shaming anyone, but it did cross my mind. Like she's just wearing, and it was like a 95 degrees. What are you doing? Uh, but I guess that's not PC to shame people with masks in the in the wilderness by yourself. But that's the world we're living in. What are you going to do? Appreciate everyone listening. Share with your friends. Subscribe to the pod, and I will talk to you next week. See ya. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.